Are you an author preparing for an upcoming book launch? Or a recording artist getting ready to release a new song? Or maybe you're a business owner and you're about to launch a new product or service. I'd like for you to consider advertising on Speak Up Sis podcast. And you may be asking why. Well, let me share some facts with you. Podcast episodes are permanent ads because they're kept online forever. Not only that, they're long-term marketing because the episodes are accessed for years. 61% of listeners buy products advertised on their favorite podcast. And podcast advertising is the fastest growing advertising method. So I invite you to advertise your business, product, or service right here on Speak Up Sis Podcast. Reach a new audience at an affordable price. Visit us online at speakupsis.com slash podcast. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Up Sis Podcast. And this is your host, Angel Charmaine. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to uh, ask that you extend a little grace with our sound quality this week. I am currently on vacay on the road traveling across country and we had some technical issues with sound and things of that nature. So this is a great episode Uh, validating women's voices. I really wanted you all to hear it. So the sound quality, it won't be perfect, (laughs) but it's a good interview. So um, go ahead and check it out now. And welcome to Speak Up This podcast. This is the place where everyday women and men have an opportunity to share their stories in order to inspire yours. We say what you think no one wants to hear, but everyone needs to know. I'm your host, Angel Charmaine. And tonight, everybody, I've got another beautiful guest and we're going to be talking about a topic that I think every single woman needs to listen to every single woman needs to address in in her own life and so I've got a beautiful guest here with me I'm going to bring her on up so that you all can meet her if you will please Miss Kimberly join us how are you doing today Hey, Angel, I won't complain, and I'm excited to be here. (laughs) That's what's up. Kimberly Carter is an author as well as a speaker, and she's got some other things that she's got going on in her life. But tonight, she and I are going to talk about women and validating the voices of women. We're going to talk about do women need to validate their voices? If so, why? do women need to validate their voices? How do women validate their voices if that's something that they need to do? So Kimberly, before we jump into our topic tonight, if you will, please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. 
Okay, thank you, Angel. And so, like she said, I'm Kimberly, and I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm now currently located in the DMV area in Maryland. And so, I'm an author, a speaker, a coach, and a facilitator. And my whole mission is to help women that feel marginalized identify obstacles that keep them from speaking up, and I empower them and come up with strategies that help them overcome that obstacle so that they can advocate for themselves, so that they can advocate for causes that are important to them and for other people that may be important to them. And so, like she said, I'm excited to be here. And yeah, this Speak Up Sis is exactly, exactly my cup of tea. (laughs) Yes, and Validating Voices is our cup of tea. We we want people to open up their mouths and share the truth of their lives. And one word that, that you use in this is validate. And I know I when I was a school teacher, I talked to my students a lot about um, you know, their feelings being valid, even though what a person feels may not be accurate their perception of what they received may not be what someone put out there but your feelings are valid if you feel like someone is hurting your feelings that's valid something happened to make you feel that way whether or not that was their intention is irrelevant right so our voices are what we have to say is valid whether or not other people think that is is right or wrong or whether we're doing it right or whether we're too loud or not loud enough or whatever what we have to say is important i mean that that's my opinion anyway yes so you you use a word that i would like for you to expound on a little bit more because i've heard it in other spaces would you talk a little bit first about what you mean by marginalized Okay, and so by marginalized, for me, my definition of that is sidelined, overlooked, pushed to the side. I mean that, you know, across the spectrum, just uh, it could be for various reasons. It could be gender. It could be um, just preferences in other areas. It could be ethnicity, race. But I mean, if you've been literally pushed to the side, overlooked and unheard. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's a lot of women. I think that's, I hate to even say a majority of women. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I I think personally, and just speaking as an African-American woman, Mm -hmm. we are um, caricatured as outspoken Mm -hmm. all the time. But what I found to be true for myself first is that perhaps we're speaking and we're talking But it's not about what's really going on on the inside. You know what I mean? Like, I can jaw jab with you all day. I can just talk about the weather and nothing and gossip. But for me, I'm an adoptee. And it was when I traced back my family, connected Mm -hmm. with my biological family, is when I realized I had a problem speaking up, using my voice, saying what it was I really felt. And that I had gone years like that without even recognizing it fully. So you said, how how did that come about? Like what happened 
to sort of precip- uh, uh, precipitate this place where you realize I'm not speaking up. You because you said in that time of meeting the families and all these kind of things, what took place to kind of bring you to that realization? Okay, so a lot of things happened. I connected with my biological family. A year later, my husband and I moved from Alabama to Maryland, and I started blogging. And I started blogging and realized I was afraid to say what I really felt on my own blog. And I started realizing I was choking on my own words and my own thoughts, and that I was really afraid of backlash, afraid of what other people would think about what I had to say. Does that make sense? Afraid I was being afraid I was being too loud, afraid mm. of all of the things that as personally I know as women we can struggle with. Right. And and we struggle with it because not because it's an issue for us, but a lot of times it's what other people perceive us to be or to not be. Right. That we we're like, OK, I don't want to offend this person. I don't want them to think that I'm this way or that I or I don't want them to think I don't like them or, you know, I feel some kind of way. But I don't want them to think that I feel that way because of them or. And the truth is. You we should be able to say whatever it is that we need to say, regardless. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes what I have to say is about you. Sometimes. Unfortunately, that is true. And I should be able to say it. I should be able to say what it is I want to say or need to say. And you have to deal with how you take that. That's something you got to deal with. Or and 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 I'm speaking in generalizations, of course, not you, but Oh yeah, and you know I'm glad you said that because also I think I was taking on too much ownership of how someone was going to receive what I said. Mm. And so back to being adopted. Okay. My big fear was if I say I want to find my biological family, then uh, the assumption is someone would think I'm ungrateful for the family I had been adopted into when that wasn't the case. I can both want to know who I am biologically and be thankful that I was raised in a loving home. But for some reason in my mind, I was choking on that. I was just choking on the fear of the backlash. I think backlash is one of the reasons we don't Mm -hmm. speak up. I think um, some of the messages you receive, both spoken and unspoken, in childhood about children should be seen and not heard heard. about you know don't be too loud and I know that there's a time to speak but we don't talk about that time we don't explain to people that they have that time to speak we use that there's a time to speak as a way to silence people instead of as a way to bring out that time and say well now's your time to speak speak Oh, that's a really good point. I never really thought about it in that respect, but you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, there's a t- children need to be seen and not heard. You got to, there, there's a time for children and this ain't the time. Right. And, right. <laughs> so, it's, so you're so right. It's not used in a way that encourages the speaking during the appropriate time is more about shutting you down right now because this ain't the time. 
and never circling back to when the time comes. Uh-huh. And I learned this from my godmother. She would say, um, Kimberly, okay, come in here and speak. And then I would talk, I would go out, she would be like, okay, you've gotten it out. That was your time. Now let it go and stop going on and on. And she would do that exercise with me when I was a teenager and in my early 20s. And I'm now realizing just the value in mm-hmm. giving someone that time to speak up. Right. Yeah. And letting people know that what they have to say really does matter. Yeah. I, I've heard people say, well, uh, everybody don't need to talk. Some people just need to shut up. I know you heard it before, right? I have. Everybody ain't got, you know, nowadays everybody got something to say. Everybody got a podcast. Everybody got it is. Everybody got it that. Some people just need to shut up because what they have to say, nobody wants to hear. And that to me is an issue. Right. It's an right. issue because just like every show I say, we say, what you think nobody wants to hear, but everybody needs to know. The truth is every living being has something of value to share. And even if what you're hearing doesn't resonate with you as true or good or whatever subjective word you want to put on it, you can at least learn what not to do. Right. Or what you don't want to do or what you don't like from hearing someone else's perspective or, or vantage point. So I personally believe every single individual who has a voice, who is living, right? And not just an audible voice, but who, who has a being that's alive and can communicate with other people, what they have to share is necessary for somebody. That's good. That was really good that you distinguished that, like not just even an audible voice. And, you know, while you were sharing, I started thinking it's billions of people on the planet. So if you only reach one percent of your billions of people, you're still reaching who you're supposed to reach and offering encouragement, letting them know, hey, you're not the only person that has experience xyz fill in the blank and so yeah i agree that everybody has something to say everybody has value and everybody needs to definitely speak up about what's important to them so let's talk about validating um because i think that adds a different layer to the conversation okay there are lots of people speaking up at this point right we got a whole show speak up sis Right, and right. there are lots of people, there are lots of people who come on this show to share their stories, to share their perspectives, to share their ideas, expertise, or whatever. Okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that they feel validated just because they share. That doesn't necessarily mean that people listening consider their voice valid or reasonable, or logical, or, right, or even important. Right, right. So when you say that you help women to, um, to, to validate their voices, what does that mean for your work? What is it that you are doing? And, and what does that mean to validate their voice? 
Okay, so more often what it means to validate or to help someone validate their voice is just to help them identify obstacles that are keeping them from speaking up first. So first you have to identify like, okay, I'm not speaking up because I'm afraid of the backlash that comes to the people who speak up. And by that, I mean, um, there are many stories in the world, in religions, just period, where there had, there's backlash for voicing your opinion. And so what I have to first do is help you identify that obstacle that's hindering your voice. So that's a lot of the work right there is just going to that deeper place and being honest about, hey, I'm not speaking up where it's important. So that's the first step. And as far as validating your own voice, that's that's the inner work you have to do. That's sometimes the mirror work you have to do. That could be deeper counseling if you need it. That can be standing in the mirror and just letting your own self know, hey, I matter. Hey, I'm important. What I have to say is important. So all of the work I do is very much going to be your deeper inner workings, which is the hardest work, in my opinion. Because we can make you over. We can dress you up. You, like you said, you can invite someone on this show, right? But that mm-hmm. deep inner work that'll sustain you, that'll help you know your voice truly matters, mm-hmm. nobody can walk through that but the person whose voice is hindered. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Did that resonate? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. It, it sounds like your work is more um, aligned with self-validation. Versus requiring outsiders to to tell you that what you have to say is valuable or is worth sharing or or whatever. Um, it sounds kind of like limiting beliefs to me. Do you do you work with limiting beliefs? And yes. I thought about this when you were talking about um, being an adoptee, and you're like, oh, I'm trying to wonder whether or not they're going to think this or whatever. And I remember when I was working through my own stuff and, and I had a coach that I was working with, that was one of the things that I struggled with this idea of what if, what if I tell this man that no, I don't want us to move in together. Right. Right. (laughs) And if I tell him what I really think, then he he's not going to want to be with me anymore. I don't want to break up with him, but I want to be able to tell him what I think. But if I tell him what I think, then he's not going to be okay with that. So I'm just going to stick with this and not say anything because I want him to say, and here, here, here we go again, right? Right. What if the limiting beliefs and the faulty thought processes, is that something that a lot of the women... Um, are dealing with that you work with yes and you know you said it at the beginning when we first started like it may be all women at some point or another in their life that struggles with exactly what you just described whether it's a lover it could be family it doesn't matter it could be work it could Mm -hmm. be you know of course career speaking up being overlooked is really huge and all of those signs those worries those unspoken Things that tend to plague us, right? Things we play over and over in our mind, whether they're true or not. Those are the things that have to be uprooted, faced. 
And then, honestly, it comes down to you. You have to get to a point where are your words choking in your throat? Are you ready to let them out yet? Is it a lump built up in your throat that you need to release? I tell you. So what causes those lumps? When you when you say lump, what are you referring to? Like what what causes women to get choked up there and not be able to get it out? You know, I'm going to speak for myself and speak for what I have witnessed. It's okay. definitely fear and bogged up, pushed down, suppressed words over the years. And something can happen. You, you can't name what will happen. It's like a catalyst. It's like something that sparks you to speak up and you realize, wait a minute, something's stuck here. I can't talk for some reason. I'm paralyzed in mm-hmm. fear. What do I do? And that's the moment when you know. That's the moment when you should know you have some deeper work to do. Mm. And you need to do it. You need to do it however that manifests for you. It looks different for everyone, of course. Um, so I'm not saying that it's like a one size fit all, but right. that's the moment when you're choking on words, when you find yourself, you can't say what you know you need to say. That's when you need that work. That's when you need that help. So what would you say to a woman who, um, maybe she's not quite ready to involve a counselor, a therapist, a coach. Um, but she's watching this and she's like, that's me. <laughs> like, I know I have some things to say, but I just can't seem to get the words to come out. What could she do to begin this process of knowing that what she has to say is valid, is necessary, right? And it needs to be spoken. What could she do at home or with herself to kind of maybe prepare her to work with someone else? Because not everybody is ready to go off and 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 get an outside helper for for this. So how could I begin the process if I knew that this is me and I want to begin to sort of work on that? Are there strategies, techniques, or things I could do on my own? Yes, I would like to say first, if someone is watching this podcast and they realize that they're already on the right track i'll say that something is already pulling them and drawing them and letting them know hey it's it's almost about that time sis so that's first of all i would also encourage like podcasts like this ted talks just google different things about speaking up books you have just like you said a while ago everyone is talking right and so out of those everyone's you really can find people who are encouraging you to speak up people who are validating you even though they don't personally know you they can be validating you like you do through a podcast through a book definitely connecting to community in that way you can find now all kinds of facebook groups just you don't even have to speak. You can just lurk. <laughs> just be there. Just start picking up those crumbs. That's what I did. I did it for years. I read. I lurked. I just watched and I listened. And I knew that I needed to get on that path. And then as far as on your own, once you start finding these resources, definitely a good one is like journaling, using mm-hmm. journal prompts. It's a lot of journals now where it'll give you a prompt. So you don't have right. to even think about what to write. 
and that can start you just flowing, you know, like pumping the well, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way. And it's your journal. Like you can be as honest on a piece of paper as you need to be. And so mm-hmm. that's a good way. Um, definitely one that helps me tremendously is journaling. Right. I love journaling. Um, I actually taught English for many years and journaling is such a therapeutic strategy. Journaling helps with so many things. And I believe one of the benefits of journaling is that it can be done in a quiet time. Sometimes in order to deal with what's stuck in here, we've got to actually acknowledge some things. We've got to own some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's difficult to get to that place when you've got a lot of other voices. It's difficult to hear and know and respect your own voice when it's crowded by a sea of other voices. Right. And with journaling, you're able to sit in silence and hear yourself and deal with yourself and then write all of that on the paper and sometimes in the writing in that moment you don't even see the stuff it's in the reflecting on what you wrote last month that's good that's good bring that reflection out that's good yes that's where so I'm, I'm gonna share because I have lots of stories and, and our 30 minutes is almost up and I tell you it, speak up to this podcast the time just flies because the conversations just get so good but I remember uh, a time when I was in a really cyclical season, let's call it that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and because I am a journaler, uh, I would write in my journal every day, every other day, or whatever, pretty regularly. And I remember one year; it was the third year. It was it was a three year, like a consecutive three years, and I'm writing, and I, I say to myself. Let me see what I was doing last year on today. You know how you'll do that. You'll see your little time hops come up on your phone and you look yeah. like, oh. So I, I was like, let me see what I was doing last year today. I went back and I found the same day, but the previous year. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. What I saw was that I had written almost the exact same thing on the exact same day the previous year. So I was like, what a coincidence. Okay, let me go see the year before that. Did the same thing. It wasn't the exact day. It was like the next day. Mm-hmm. So Because that date I hadn't written, but the, like the next day was like the 14th versus the 13th, right? Right, right. So I was like, okay, I wrote that week. Okay, let me read. Hold on. This sounds just like... Okay, I went back another year for three years in a row. Right. I had written almost the exact thing down. And it was... And what's wild is that I was in three different locations, three different men, Mm -hmm. the same exact... Prayer, the same asking for the same help from the Lord, Lord, please. Right. Like the same. 
my mind was blown. And at that moment, I realized you're the problem. Like this ain't, this not normal. This can't be normal to be doing the exact same thing, literally almost the exact same words, three consecutive years, three different locations, three different people, but you the same, asking the same stuff, having the same issues. What's your problem? Let me tell y'all, that's the power of journaling. Wow. That's the power of journaling. So at that point, it's like, I need to do something. I need I need some help here. Right, <laughs> I need, now you I got me nervous. Now I'm scared to go look at the journal. <laughs> Lord, deliver me from myself, okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. So if you find if you find that you're unable to get the words out, put them on paper and, and leave them there. Amen. Leave them there and just keep writing. When you go back, you'll be able to see yourself. Right. Right, and you'll be led like you were. You'll be led back. I always find that when I wake up at those awkward times in the middle of the night, that's an invitation sometimes, me being led, to maybe take 10 or 15 minutes to journal and to just spend my time with God and see exactly where I am, exactly where my heart is. It's been my heart. It's definitely your heart, and it has to be healed. Exactly. Yes, that's perfect. I, I like I like that. It's in your heart. It's definitely your heart. And there's got to be some healing before you can validate your voice, before you get to a point where you realize that what I have to say is necessary, yes. it's important, it's needed, it's yes. valuable. Most of the time, you're going to have to do some heart work. The hard work of heart work. Say that. That's a t-shirt. Say that. I know, right? My next week goes this t-shirt. Okay. So listen, we have come to the end of the road. This one-on-one with Angel has been really awesome. Um, I'm always happy to talk about speaking up and helping women to get to that place where they will speak up. If you will, please share with everyone how they can connect with you. And if someone is watching this and she feels like I need that, how can she reach out to you? Okay, you can reach me in several places. My website is KimberlyCarter.live. That's KimberlyCarter.live. And the same thing on Instagram. So my handle at KimberlyCarter.live. Either way, you can go to Instagram, click on my link in the bio, and reach my website. So that's how you reach me. All right, excellent. So listen, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. If you are a woman and you are finding it difficult to own your voice, to to understand that your voice is relevant, what you have to say is going to heal you as well as some other women, start by journaling. Get yourself a notebook, like Kimberly said, and just begin to write what is difficult for you to say. And let me tell you, that thing will become real for you. And it will help you get to a place where you'll be ready to take the next step and possibly reach out to someone like Kimberly and get you some help. So thank you all for joining us tonight. You can always reach me at speakupsis.com. Send me a message. Let me know what you think about the show today. If you have some topics that you would like us to discuss, if you would like to be a guest on Speak Up Sis podcast, just visit us at speakupsis.com and let me know who you are and what you have to offer so that you can come on the show and open up your mouth and speak up. 
Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.